0: Hello and welcome to Let the Good Dice Roll, Episode 9. This is our exalted retrospective on a a two-and-a-half-year-long game that I cannot post up on the podcast without uh, getting sued by multiple bands. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Accurate. And uh, tonight, um, we are going over one of our favorite sessions, which is... uh,
1: Calibration!
0: The time of year... The the, the exalted New Year's... Um,
1: and so, we've had people request, because we do talk to our friends on Discord, because we're actually surprisingly social sometimes. Sometimes. And I made a joke about nobody wanted to see Brendan or me drinking. Well, Brendan sometimes drinks while we record. Nobody wants to see me drinking while we're recording. And of course, our friends are like, no, nah, we want to see that. So, we decided, since it's calibration, a time of celebration and shit like that, that we're going to drink this session. Uh, so I've got a nice bottle of pink moscato that Brendan has never tried before. Yep. And so we're gonna see his reaction to drinking this. Well, and I guess hear
0: my reaction to drinking this.
1: I'm gonna get to see it. So we're oh yeah, you
0: can describe it because that that'll work better for an audio audio medium. All right. Okay. Go ahead. So try it here real
1: quick.
0: Go. Oh, that's fucking delightful.
1: Right? Yeah. So oh, that's a,
0: that that aftertaste is a little weird.
1: It's better if um, it's colder. But Okay. Uh, so, yeah. So, I'm going to drink this session. It's probably not going to do anything, but I'm going to drink regardless. And I'm
0: going to drink this session. It's probably going to do a lot because I don't have the tolerance of a fucking ox like Christina.
1: I have purchased many ox body techniques. I had X. Ex-
0: I have produced many ox body techniques for this exact purpose.
1: I mean, to be fair, Storm had, I think, two ox body techniques.
0: Your minimal seven health levels has nothing on my 15. I also took the huge merit for the extra health levels.
1: I did not, as Storm. Storm was short.
0: Sergey <laughs> and, um, and Behemoth did that.
1: Yeah. But yeah, so we're going to go. I'm going to say a little bit about the session, uh, and then we're going to pause so Brendan can tell you what calibration really is. And then we're going to go through each day of calibration. So this is the first time as our group that we actually got to celebrate calibration. So in- out of character, I made cupcakes that had little M&Ms inside of each one of them. And so the we would pick cupcakes and if you got M&Ms inside of them the color would coordinate to the maiden that you got and it was a game. So it was kind of interesting and everybody actually abided by it, it was pretty fun. Uh, so bef- I'm gonna take a sip before I start this.
0: Oh, I already started on the wine.
1: I was talking, yeah, and it felt rude. There. Oh look, we're about even.
0: I think I got a little bit further than you. Oh.
1: Alright. There we go,
0: now that's about even, Yeah.
1: Perfect, yep. alright. So, I'm gonna start it on this. We ended up having a Battle of the Bands, which Wayward hosted. Oh my
0: god, this is when the Battle of the Hold Bands oh
1: <laughs> Battle of the Bands, which Wayward hosted, we also had a combat battle, which Behemoth hosted, and we sent out lots and lots of invites to our allies and friends to come and sit with Calibration for us, and there's a reason that people don't travel during Calibration, but we'll get into that later. We also, we sent it to our friend Abyssal Circle, which is, you know, Ghost and uh, Surgeon and Author, author and all them, and A Thousand Stakes, They they th- those people ended up showing up. And then Surefire ended up coming back from his little mission that that Storm sent him on, dealing with Visionary. He returned with a head, the Hearthstone, and a Smash Fist.
0: Okay, um, And we
1: found out that Surefire ended up... I don't know if he told Storm this only, or if he told the group this or not. I don't have the note saying this. But I know at least Storm found out that Surefire had used Percival's name when he went stalking Visionary. But everybody gets to eat Calibration Cake... And Star ends up showing up, and there's some people from the east, and there's a beautiful woman that shows up and then disappears, and then there's this ashy dude with four arms, which will make sense in a moment. So now I'm gonna go ahead and let Brendan explain calibration while I sit and probably chug this wine.
0: So, uh, I don't have to just I, I don't have to just explain calibration. I also have to finish up what happened in the South game. Because as you recall So I... let's
1: do the South first and then go into calibration. Right,
0: because that's uh chronologically what would happen. So as I mentioned before, with the South game, some dude shows up and is like, hey, my name's Percival Hodgeworth and I have a job for you all. Um, well, his job was he literally recruited the other group of, uh, to fucking hunt down and kill Visionary. At this point, Dan's old character had died and Dan's new character came in, who was literally just a dude with the uh, with a melee supernal, who was just nothing but defense.
1: Nothing wrong with that.
0: And I had because I could not get. Me and Joe were still kind of having a uh, like a falling out because of all this. I couldn't get his whole character sheet, so I just went, "Eh, how did he? How did he fight? Eh, brawl
1: supernal." Oh alpha yeah, strike. I don't know if we mentioned this after that whole argument with. Uh the, the Jala and... Well, we didn't really argue about Jala. The whole argument over the hearts and the abyssal circle and everything like that, Joe stopped playing in the campaign.
0: Right. I think we did possibly mention that or at least imply it, but yeah, Joe stopped playing in the campaign. Um, but anyway, so, you know, I was like, okay, cool, NPC time. Uh, Joe has a manse in uh, in the south near Churisguro, which was a, like, factory manse that... Because he had bought, like, a five-dot manse for some reason. And,
1: I'm just shrugging with that. I don't know why.
0: And he, uh, he basically like set up like a, a Jala compound for everything there. And basically Surefire goes up to the, the group in the South and is like, Hey, I got a job for you guys. Help me kill this guy and I will let you have his manse. Which is huge because the manse is like an auto-crafting manse. I mean it's a factory cathedral it's a cathedral. really
1: good incentive
0: it's a really good fucking incentive especially for Zane's character who was the crafter so the group goes up with him and they find like this colony of Jawa and that are like hey you can't be up here you can't be up here we're trying to do do all this and through a bunch of uh, so like surefire who's still calling himself Percival to was them, he
1: disguised as Percival too
0: no he wasn't disguised okay. as Percival he just used the name okay um, he, he also wasn't, he also didn't look like himself either. Okay, that's fair. But he, he just looked like a dude. Okay. Um, so he's just like, hey, you guys, you guys work on this. I'm going to go find my target. Um, just, you know, handle this. And he like sneaks off. He, he goes over, he, he transforms into a different animal and he, he fucking starts sneaking. He gets to the point where that, um, he has a hard, um, Basically like a sniping position on uh, on Visionary. And the group has socialed their way into the Jala encampment. And they start talking. And one of them points out Surefire as like a sniper like on, on his case. And Visionary like... I make him make a roll and he kind of realizes what's going on. And he starts basically limit breaking... And Julia's and like, these guys weren't going to hurt him at all because they were social foo monkeys.
1: Yeah. As opposed to our group where we only had like one or two social people.
0: Limit breaks at that point. Starts yelling at Julia's character. Julia's character starts yelling back. And basically I was just like, roll, join battle. Okay, he got he got the better on the initiative. Then it's gonna go Dan, and then it's gonna go, uh, and then it's gonna go um, uh, Julia. Well, seeing Joe fight, seeing how the Joe always did did his charms, I had the perfect alpha strike build. He could take down anyone or a group of people in one shot in one round, and he rolled pretty fucking well on it. And then. Dan's character was there who had nothing but reflexive charms and nothing but supplemental charms that happened instantaneously in response to someone attacking someone else. So he used all of his charms and then the defend other action on Julia. So then he had to not only meet Julia's uh, defense value, which was already fairly high, but was also because
1: Julia Sheila wasn't. Yeah, Sheila, Julia a Sheila was person. a combat
0: monkey. But he also had to beat out the defense monkey over here. So he did that, whiffed basically because of this, uh, whiffed his attack, and then Julia just, just cleaved him in half with a fantastic roll because Joe had no essence to defend because he's an alpha strike character.
1: Yep.
0: And then basically, you know, they uh, uh, surefire ends up taking the. Uh, the 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 smash fist the the head the cask and the hearthstone mm-hmm. as instructed and then it was like okay hey thanks guys if I need any more help I'm gonna I'll I'll let you know and then like turns into a bird and fucking flies off and everyone's like what he the didn't f-? walk off he didn't walk off that time he didn't want you to get caught by these fuckers but yeah no that was that was the south um I need to catch up on you with that one you need to slow the fuck down
1: uh why it's almost empty. I gave you like eight minutes.
0: Yeah, eight minutes, and I had to talk. Normally, we're going back and forth, so we can like trade fucking wine here. (laughs) Wine drinks. (laughs) I can't cut down on something that sweet that quickly. Wait for me.
1: All right. I still have to
0: do calibration. I still have to explain calibration now. Calibration is the end of the year. It is when the world is coming to an end. Literally, the world is coming to an end. The sun sets on the sun, and the moon go down on the first day of calibration, and then do not come back up for um, for five days. Um, There is a twilight-like darkness that covers the entirety of creation as the games of divinity reset for the first time uh, that year, Uh, as they recalibrate themselves. The uh, the unconquered sun comes out of the jade pleasure dome along with the maidens. And Luna and like basically like socialize for the next five days. Oh um, no, I'm
1: having to socialize, whatever shall each I do? of
0: the um, each of the uh, days of calibration is devoted to a maiden, uh, the maiden of journeys, serenity, endings, secrets, and uh, battle. Yeah. Um. It is also a terrible time to travel because the world is in a state of flux. So the um the uh the barriers between realms like uh Malpheus and the underworld and everything else, and the Feywilds, like are really thin. So like it is not recommended that you travel and if you do you have a fucking like you have a good goddamn reason for it. I'm
1: um I'm drinking wine, I'm gonna be burping. They're gonna have to deal with it. That's fine.
0: Is there anything else I missed during Calibration?
1: Uh, who is that ashy dude with four arms?
0: That is Five Days Darkness, the god of Calibration. One of the seasonal gods who gets screwed over by the Department of Seasons up in heaven. Uh, he is also the shadow slash clone slash brother of the Unconquered Sun. Because he is the Unconquered Sun Shadow. I
1: think that covers it pretty well. Yeah,
0: Five Days Darkness. Your turn to talk. My turn to drink.
1: Okay, I mean, there's only what an inch left in that. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah, I'm almost through my whole bottle of wine in like ten minutes. Surprise. All right. So now that you know what calibration kind of basically is, let's get into what we actually did for calibration. Calibration begins, and uh, Star comes in and does some stuff and disappears like he do. So the That's what f- scenarios do. Yeah. So, the first day of Calibration is Mars, which is for the Maiden of Battles. And we have a parade hosted by Percival and the Sunshade military. Behemoth hosts that combat battle that I mentioned earlier, the combat battle tournament. Which we
0: literally just had, like...
1: We just had one and then we had another one. Yeah, we just had
0: one and then we had another one. I mean,
1: what better reason to celebrate Yes. Uh, and so, It was less
0: of a big deal this time around, if I recall.
1: I, I think so. Uh, and then Storm, of course, was taking notes on the combatants, as she do, as well. Then we had Sigrith the player of games.
0: Ah, uh, yes, a second, a second circle demon.
1: Mm-hmm. It was a box in the voice... Wait. Is the box in the voice the dead children have? What?
0: So... The way that, so Seagrith is basically a, uh, if you're familiar with Hellraiser, he is basically a lament configuration. At least that's the way that I play him as. And he is carried around by the corpse of a child and projects his voice through said corpse. I do
1: see something about non-exalted players only.
0: Yes. So. I don't
1: know what that
0: meant. He was um, basically betting for people's souls with people who couldn't fucking cheat through uh, excellencies.
1: Oh, and charms and shit like that. Got it. Digby comes back, finally. Digby,
0: that character that we mentioned one time.
1: Uh, we mentioned as, that uh, one time as, hey, I need, I'm need. i a lunar now. I need to go and get my...
0: Uh, <laughs> I need to go get my moon silver tattoos. Yeah. I think he does, start, he does start playing a bigger role. In, he in he the does game.
1: eventually. But so he comes back, and we find out he is a new moon lunar.
0: Which new moons are the intelligence base cast.
1: The uh, scholars, yes.
0: The scholars. Whereas... Um, Sergei, like
1: Sergei is a full moon, and then uh, Surefire, Surefire is a, is a changing, changing moon. moon. They're more social characters.
0: And Sergei is just nothing but raw physical strength. I and mean, then also intelligence later on, but...
1: Bureaucracy.
0: But he starts off as just big punch boy, big sword boy.
1: I like my He's big a big, sword boy. thick
0: sword boy. <laughs> Yo, you have stamina five, going gonna be thick. <laughs>
1: uh, okay. I, I love that character. That's one of my favorite characters. And I, I might be biased because, like, he's my Lunar a Storm,
0: so. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, that character's just always good. That character, whenever I roleplay him, is just, he's, he's pure.
1: Yeah. But, he, he
0: doesn't, like, have an alternative motive. He, he's just there and is fun to be which with.
1: Which makes him a really good, like, Foiled a storm, I feel like.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Because he's
1: not very good at social graces. Uh, he's uh, eventually all about bureaucracy. The only thing they really have in common is they're both martial artists. Mm-hmm. But, like, they don't do the same martial art.
0: Yeah, but they don't have to. Martial artists. Still, oh, I know. Like... But
1: understand, that's the one thing they really have in common. He's just this little cinnamon bun who's huge and, like, is very socially awkward, whereas Storm is very socially manipulative. And also kind of a dodge monkey as well as a martial artist. Yep. And, yeah, doesn't really deal with bureaucracy.
0: Does not. At all.
1: Yeah. So I think well, because they, we
0: had John and Craig to do that without having actual dots in bureaucracy because they're really good bureaucrats.
1: That's fair. Um, but, yeah, so Digby comes back. He's got his moon silver tattoo, so he's good to go. Uh, we have the Battle of the Bands, which... So,
0: (laughs) so me and John, me and John worked on this at work. Like there's, there's some great fucking puns going on here.
1: I am done with my bottle of wine. Okay.
0: Well, you know what? You had eight minutes ahead of me, so I'm still working on it.
1: So I'm going to go over the names and who these groups are, I guess is a good way to put it. So, um, I laugh because I know the names. And you guys are either gonna laugh or facepalm palm or some combination of both. So you got Namask of Winters. Hey, I'm
0: done with my bottle of wine.
1: Hey. Oh awesome. my god, that hurt. Oh.
0: I, ju- I just chugged like the last half. You of said
1: that. you were gonna keep up with me. This is this was your own doing.
0: This is my own doing. Mm-hmm. This is gonna hit me really hard in like five minutes.
1: <laughs> five? What?
0: Ten? I don't know.
1: Alright, we'll find out.
0: I'm sorry I didn't take ox body technique.
1: so you've got the mask of winters group the abyssal group that's our friends they are called a perfect circle (laughs) and their first battle of the bands is against a terrestrial circle and um it says they were playing during the mortal tournament lots of sword fighting i don't know
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. The Battle of the Bands is going on during the Morals Combat Tournament.
1: Oh, that makes sense. Okay, so... the name They're of basically the...
0: giving the soundtrack.
1: That makes sense. So, the uh terrestrial circle, which are the dragon-blooded, the name of their group is called Imagine Dragons. <laughs> and uh, I also have written on here that Seagrith is a second circle demon. Okay. Down... For some reason, it's written down in the Battle of the Bands. I don't know why. Then after that is uh, the Neoma and and the Mortal Sorcerers, which is the Malfians and Sorcerers.
0: Which is a reference to the Blind Guardian and Iced Earth collaboration band
1: Demons and Wizards. That makes much more sense now. Yep. And they were playing against Neftolius, SAU, and part of her terrestrial circle. And the name of their group was Myochemical Romance. Yes, it's so good. It's so fucking good. You know what's really bad? Because we have My Punk Romance and Oh my our God, we you... Oh my
0: God, it's so.
1: Granted, this was before the Mage Campaign, but but
0: it's so good that like that that's great. You you need to point this out to Britt. She'll 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 love it.
1: At some she'll po- love it. At some point, she'll listen to this and she'll she'll figure it out.
0: Just make her listen to it.
1: Um. Anyways, we have the heroic mortals tournament. I'm which gonna. Is,
0: I'm gonna. So, sorry, sideways. Sideways note. Um. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. So apparently, wine takes like a minute to hit you.
0: Yeah. Right. Um. So sideways note here. Um. You need to make Brit start. Like, just make sure that she starts listening to this once we actually catch up to the point where that she gets introduced. You mean because, like a
1: year from this campaign? Like from where we're at in the campaign?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean that'll be like nine more, wait, 18 more episodes.
1: Yeah, we're, so we're about six-ish months into this campaign because we started around, like, November. It's already, uh, you know, June 11th, 2017 because I realized I didn't say what day it was for this mm-hmm. one yet. Uh, so we have the Heroic Mortals Tournament, which is just essence users and godblooded, And apparently no one is able to beat the previous champion, which was a sorcerer, but it's still a good show. I don't remember who the previous champion was for it. Is it the from the tournament from the previous tournament that we just had? Yes. Okay, well that's that involves me having to go back like a couple of pages. Oh yeah. Angelus Tyner.
0: Yep, Angelus Tyner. Yep.
1: Angelus Tyner, okay. Uh let's see. And okay, so we have more bands. Alright, here we go. Some air aspects from the north. Frozen creation. Iced earth! And then we have our three lunars: we have Digby, Surefire, and Sergey, and this female Minotaur, and they are Dark Side of the Moon.
0: But didn't they also like argue and and think that they were going to be called Bark Side of the Moon? Yes,
1: Digby went with Dark Side of the Moon, and Surefire wanted a Bark Side of the Moon.
0: <laughs> Surefire's
1: the singer, Sergey's the drummer, Digby is the bassist, and the Minotaur is the guitarist.
0: Yep. I think that Minotaur kinda tries
1: to, kinda plays a um a role coming up. Yes. Yes, she does.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um so the sorcerer back back to the heroic mortals tournament. The sorcerer ends up winning. Uh, and Seagirth says that his reward will come to him soon in some kind of exaltation.
0: That guy eventually ends up exalting, and I I don't think you
1: ever put him back in the campaign. Never
0: put him back in the campaign because Nobody reminded me of it, and I'm having to keep track of a million things.
1: That's fair. So, Wayward's Band.
0: Jesus. What is it? I don't remember all of these.
1: Dragon Kings of the Stone Age.
0: Yes! Queens of the Stone Age! Dragon Kings of the Stone Age! The
1: Baroness is the guitarist. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, Imagine her with her fucking raptor claws
0: just... That's not guitar and, noises and, and way... That's banjo noises and...
1: I hear banjos, let's run <laughs> Um So Wayward's family and Delilah are in the band And then we have those three guys that we mentioned from Great Forks way earlier Um This is really funny to know who they were now And to realize that they were actually there hmm As a band, the unseen defenders of the realm.
0: Yep, blind guardians.
1: Uh, So the uh, mortals, some uh, essence users and lower-level exalts, are kind of entranced, and as they listen to this band, and their noses are bleeding. Delilah tells Wayward that uh, this is close to primordial music, and the notes seem off, or the notes don't seem off, but wrong. What? what
0: b- okay, what?
1: Yeah know what? I know what this alludes to, but I have a side note on here that says double or nothing on the fuck murder. It, I'm pretty sure it talks about Behemoth later on.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Did, did you make a... Uh... It'll,
1: it'll be probably on Venus Day, more okay. than likely.
0: Did you make a bet with Sigrith? Uh,
1: I don't know. That's <laughs> just what it says on the side here.
0: Double or nothing on the fuck murder.
1: I don't even, I don't even, I don't. Alright, so the Exalt tournament happens. Here's everybody who decides to jump into this. The Abyssals, Storm and Sergei, the Terrestrials, Wayward, the Bard that Fought Wayward, and Exigent, etc. Behemoth ends up winning. Apparently the the Bard that Fought Wayward is his rival.
0: Mm-hmm, yeah. I think what we did is I was just like, roll two d10s and we'll just add them up and whoever has higher number wins.
1: I mean, also, like... At a certain point, I feel like Sergey would sit and fight with Storm the whole time, and at a certain point, Storm would be like, "All right, I'm done. And dip out." So yeah. Sergey would dip out at the same time as well.
0: Oh yeah, because it was like a free for all, wasn't it? It was
1: entirely a free for all, but they decided to pair up and fight people because that's just Sergey for you. Mm-hmm. And so when they decided to dip out, it was just Behemoth versus like, yeah, the rest everybody of the else. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so dinner time happens, and. Oh, I realize I forgot to go into the cupcake part of this, because it it applies to the dinner that they had where they ate the calibration cake. So, like I said, I made cupcakes, and I put M&M's in them. And each of the colors coordinated to one of the maidens. Each of the, the maidens had a different power. So, um... Tally ended up getting the blue M&Ms, which was Venus. Now, I gr- granted the colors don't line up perfectly with what they were supposed to be, because like Saturn is purple, and um, that's the meaning of endings. Excuse me. Uh, so Tally got Venus, Wayward got Jupiter, Storm got Saturn, Sergey got Mercury, Behemoth got Mars, and then Surefire got Venus also. And um, like I said, the Ma-
0: the uh, the the interesting thing about these is that like we had like. Actual cupcakes with them in them. Yeah. And, like, we'd be like, okay, this cupcake's for Surefire, blah, blah, blah. Like, we had actual, like, physical props for it, which made it really yeah. and, fun. and everybody
1: picked their own cupcake and ate it. And if you got M&Ms in it, then, you know, you had to be the things. So Venus, uh, there was two Venus cupcakes that had blue M&Ms in it. And they were made for, basically, the lovers. And if the two people that were designated the lovers, in this case it was Tally and Surefire... Uh, if you could get kisses from the two lovers, you would have luck and love in the next year. Uh, for Saturn? I don't remember what Saturn was for endings.
0: I don't remember either.
1: I think it was, uh, silencing people.
0: That's what it was, yeah.
1: Yeah, so if you had Saturn, which is what Storm had, uh, she could look and point at somebody and be like, silence, and they couldn't talk. Like it wasn't some mystical ability; it was just it was the spirit of the fun. It was
0: a it was a game that people played during calibration. Yeah,
1: and you know dishonor a game, a calibration game, it's not really gonna bode well for you. It's kind of like that mysticism aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mercury was you basically were kind of like and I put air quotes around it, like the servant. You were the the person to be like if somebody gave you a reasonable request, you would do it, and basically. Um, it would kind of, like, those people that would ask things of you would owe you favors within the next year. Yep. Um, Mars, if you had that, you were called the Grand Imperial General, and people could, and that's how you had to be addressed. (coughs) Excuse me. And basically people could challenge you to anything and you could accept it. So, like, say I was the Grand Imperial General, which was actually a behemoth behemoth uh like i challenge you to a tiddlywinks battle like whoever wins if whoever wins it gets to be the next grand imperial general and it just kind of like goes around it was was like
0: a a title that you could pass around by challenging people to yeah and and
1: winning or losing it but you Mm -hmm. had to win it to like get it passed around um and i don't remember what jupiter was
0: secrets well it's
1: secrets i think like I don't remember, like, what the aspect of the game was for it, though. I don't think, um, Wayward got Jupiter, but I don't think he ever ended up...
0: You could ask questions of people and they had to answer.
1: Oh, yeah, you you could ask one question to, like, each person and they had to answer it. Yeah, that's what it was. (laughs) And they had to answer it honestly. Now, granted, like we said, there's no mysticism or fate or anything binding you to actually fulfilling or upholding these.
0: But it was a fun game that we all <coughs> agreed to do during uh, during the calibration session. It got brought up to us um, like a week or so before the game.
1: I brought it up a while, I think, before yeah, you brought we actually it, got to
0: calibration. A, a while before calibration actually hit. But we all kind of went, yeah, that'd be a really fun session to do it.
1: Yeah. Um, okay, so back to... I think
0: that was the actual reason why I went, oh, yeah, I'll do a calibration game. Not just because, like, like normally I would have been like, oh, yeah, it's a new year, whatever, boo. Yeah. And then you gave me a reason to run a fun, basically a party game.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, back to what I was saying. Dinner time during Mars. Sorry, I know, side tangent, but I realized that I hadn't explained it, so a lot of stuff that happens might not make sense entirely. Uh, so it's dinner time, and Surefire gets silenced, so he basically has to play charades. I don't remember what he was saying that... I just looked at him and I was like, silence! And he's just like, fuck He's it. probably
0: saying something fucking stupid, because that's what that character does. Or
1: something sexual.
0: Or, yeah, or he was making some sort of sexual innuendo, because that's what that fucking character did.
1: Yeah. So I know why the double or nothing, uh, on the fuck murder is in here. Because Behemoth gets, uh, both kisses... From Surefire and Talisman, uh-huh. and he beds a dark-skinned mortal woman that doesn't die, but doesn't stick around afterwards. Okay. It was that. It was that. I don't know why it's so high up in the notes compared to where that statement is, but here we go. Second day, Mercury day. Uh, Behemoth gets a confetti cannon trap, <laughs> yeah. and then he destroys the confetti cannon with a thunderclap rush attack. And a small child from the South with a white face dressed as Wayward son is walking around praising him. <clears throat> Percival, uh, he gets basically tar and feathered, trapped. And then there's, like, bagpipe play- playing. <laughs> they
0: just bagpipes. I don't know. Why not? Bagpipes!
1: Yeah, I don't know. Just, And then Storm, all of her kids from the Orphanarium are out pranking people and impersonating the Solar Circle. And Talisman has a secret admirer that leaves candy uh, cornerstones and just sees, like, little things the kids are doing throughout the day. Uh, Behemoth sees the lady that he slept with and just kind of awkward waves to her. And she basically is just like, yeah, no, and sticks to the shadows. (laughs) Uh, The Black Watch, which is Percy's militia, are out doing like a normal parade that devolves into a sort of a flash mob. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then there's so there's. Yeah, the-
0: so obviously the main of battles day is pretty obvious. You do battles, you do combat yeah. rights. Uh, this is for journeys, I believe, Mercury Day.
1: I believe so, yes.
0: This one is the one where they, they basically people kind of do like, it's their fun day. But it's not...
1: It's their prank day. It's their
0: prank and fun day, but it's not fucking, like, it's not fucking Venus Day.
1: Yeah, no, Venus Day is, uh, interesting, which is, uh, two days away from now. That's yep. the fourth day. Um, so there's a masquerade ball that's hosted by 10,000 stakes, and masks are provided for people. There's a child with a boss, box that asks if people want to play a game. And he was interested, so he, uh... You know, talks to the kid and everything and mentions how he doesn't want to be attached to his sorcerer initiation anymore and he just doesn't want to be attached to the fae anymore in general and so Seagrith offers to have uh, one of Behemoth's circles bound to Seagrith for one year and a day but Behemoth declines that and then the next offer is to get a soul breaker or- orb from a volt and look shy as behemoth also declines that
0: yeah soul orbs um since they're brought up now let's talk about soul orbs for like 30 seconds they're basically nukes that turn uh entire swaths of of land into shadow lands so yes yeah, so let's give everything. this
1: to a circle second circle level demon let's just give that to him and steal it from look shy which is a basically a first age city with the technology to boot that's been keeping the realm out. Yeah, that sounds like a great plan. Great,
0: great plan. plan. Hey, sometimes you gotta have
1: do money to make money. Sometimes you gotta do
0: money to make money.
1: Um, and there's something about conditions of artifact weapons, betting, whatever. Uh, Talisman tries to trade. Um, finish little projects for things Like just little things she made And just trading them around to get things Uh, and she bets and wins some materials That she needed for the VATS facility Um, and then Sergei And Surefire, because they're at the Masquerade Ball Ask uh, Talisman and Storm to dance And so that was kind of cute And Sigrith wins and loses games with people At the party And that pretty much just goes on as it was Uh, and Behemoth asked Wayward To ask his lady companion if she is an essence user, which the answer is yes. And uh I have a question like when I say the lady friend, the the one that Behemoth had already betted, that we don't know who she really is yet. Mm -hmm. And this current line, we know who she is now, obviously. But uh I have a question mark after this. It says he spends another night with her, question mark. I don't know if that actually happened or not.
0: No. Did not.
1: Yeah. All right, day three, Jupiter, secrets. Oh, man, I
0: think this one gets very good.
1: All right, so there's lots of cleaning today after yesterday's festivities and people telling one person secrets. So there's just one dude that people are just telling secrets to. Yep. Uh, and Storm goes over and just tells him a simple little secret. And this guy is mortal. Like, he's not really, like...
0: He's a mortal like guy. He's ex- be like a, He's not, like,
1: a terrestrial or anything, like... So, if I, I don't remember, want to say special, but...
0: So, normally what the uh, the thing is is that the guy is supposed to... Um, don't
1: spoil the I'm ending gonna, of it. No, I'm
0: not going to. So, normally what the guy's supposed to do is he gets secrets told to him, and he um, writes them down, hangs them on a tree, and then, like, burns the trees. So then, you know, it basically sends the uh, secrets up to the... Maiden of Secrets.
1: That might be what it is. Because I thought it was a different thing. Depending on... Because of the ending of this.
0: It's similar to that. But I... If I recall, there's something that happens.
1: There is something that happens. I remember what it is. Very distinctly. Um... But today's just kind of a day of quiet, uh, quiet contemplation. I cannot say contemplation. Quiet
0: contemplation. Thank
1: you. I was like, I can't say that and word. And
0: fixing up the things that they messed up the other day. Mm-hmm. And Cause you do not want to have two party days in a row. No. Somebody's got to sleep off the fucking hangover.
1: You say that, but...
0: Yeah, miss, I've never had a hangover.
1: Uh, uh, I mean, like I said, I usually get, like, sick. Before I get a hangover, like I usually get sick and then I just keep drinking and I just don't go to bed drunk. So, fair.
0: Um,
1: but we all get notes and we find out that this Minotaurus is named the Sickle Blade and she's from the Far East. Yeah, you said she was important. and I had told you you were right. That
0: is actually a reference. Oh, to what? To my buddy who plays WoW with me.
1: Oh really? Which yeah. one?
0: Um. Uh. The one who sent in the question last oh, time. Okay. Yeah, okay. Okay. Uh, because Scory plays a Taran warrior. I'm just in, not
1: used to you calling him that. So. Uh. Yeah.
0: No. But he plays a Taran warrior on WoW, and he was always play. He always played a female Taran warrior, and like that was his like. That was his like screen name or whatever on like
1: the sickle blade. Yeah. Oh. Yeah.
0: On something like that. Can't, I can't remember which one it was, but, uh, but that, that's, or that was another name that he used on, like, a, on, like, a different server that we were on. Mm. So, like, yeah, no. Reference that no one but besides me and him would ever get, but.
1: Well, I'm sure when he listens to this, he'll appreciate it. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, but, basically, it's a note from her calling all of us together, and she talks about how there's something, um, like, stable, there's, like, pockets of wild um and she's not sure what it's doing like what's doing this and it's potentially at random and but we are not sure she says it isn't sorcerers and she tries not to serve the fake courts but she does at times apparently uh she lives
0: out in the east
1: yeah well the far the far far east is what i have down here behemoth makes a deal to have her try to spy on the opal and some other court i didn't fill in what the other one was so it was the probably opal,
0: opal and crimson i think
1: i don't remember what the other one was so i
0: don't remember uh, it's been a year one week since you looked at me six days since you i can't remember this you're fine part.
1: it's okay um but basically he asked her to go and spy on these two courts these two fake courts Clearly asking her not to risk her life in doing so, but just kind of find out what she can, and in return, our group will go and investigate the wild uh, stabilization. <coughs> Excuse me. but um, hookah I think is starting to get to my throat. Also, mm-hmm. I'm not drinking water. <coughs> 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 I'll just edit that out.
0: That's fine. Yeah, I'll I'll actually listen to this one. The last one wasn't too bad. There's just like small things. I got it out. Here we just gotta edit
1: that out yeah um so uh wayward ends up getting a knock on his door from digby the uh apparently the burden is better when it is shared and that's something that mahasuchi taught digby uh, like so Mahasushi taught digby de- necromancy and he did i say he knocks on behemoth's door
0: no yeah, he knocks on yeah, Wayward's door.
1: door. Uh, did I say Behemoth? No, you said Wayward. Okay, I want to make sure because I sometimes I, I my eyes skip around the notes, and I just want to make sure. But yeah, basically, Digby knocks on Wayward's door. He learned necromancy from Mahasushi, and basically, it's one of those like you know the burden is better when it's shared with someone else, and he offers to teach Wayward necromancy. Mm-hmm. And uh, because
0: John had asked you,
1: okay, what the fuck
0: are you trying to get at?
1: Hey, no more orange sauce for you. The fuck? Why does the cat want orange sauce? Because it's something to play with to get our attention. Okay. Just more stuff to edit out, or right. not, depending on how funny you want this to be. Fucking weirdo cat, you don't get duck sauce. Um, my cat is a jerk sometimes. But, but yeah, Wayward tells Bigby at uh,
0: Bigby. Well,
1: Alright, I'm done.
0: Alright, Bigby's hand over here.
1: <laughs> I love that spell, though. Uh, so, Wayward tells Digby to come back at the end of Calibration, and they'll discuss it. Talisman is investigating a crystal thing, that, the crystal thing that was inside the Baroness. Right. And she channels some essence into it, and it creates this holographic display of a workshop. Like, in the workshop, it shows 13 people or crafters. Uh, the last one is a visionary, the, the, the visionary that died in the vats. Not visionary that got murked in the South, but visionary from the Bats.
0: Yep. Just kind of more proof that the Baroness was supposed to be Visionary's ally and I had made pages and pages of plot for this crafting character.
1: But you're not salty at all, right?
0: The man came up to me and said I wanted to be Exalted Tony Stark. And I said, yeah, man, we can work with that. Work for a month and a half on writing this game. Hey, what's supernal Pro, You motherfucker!
1: But he's not salty at all.
0: Not salty at all. It's only been...
1: Uh, but anyways... <laughs> it's only
0: been three years. This,
1: uh, this thing starts talking to, to Talisman, and it's basically a visionary persona. It's like a phylactery. This little thing is like a phylactery. Um, and they basically have a a heated discussion, but with Visionary's voice, it's kind of weird. And basically asks why she should it, like Like, Talithin asks why she shouldn't smash the crystal. And, uh, meets with all of us later about it. But basically Visionary's persona on it. Alright. So, uh, Wayward meets up with Voice and asks Voice what the deal with the opera is. And basically, Voice tells Wayward that the Mask of Winters doesn't want it to happen. It's not a good idea to piss her off. Which we didn't quite understand why her... Was mentioned. Was about. significant, I remember...
0: despite the fact that looking back on this, there's so many like hints uh, as to the uh, yeah.
1: Like we didn't really like, like we if, had I, assumptions. I want to say
0: like four episodes ago we started talking about how the maiden under the waves was yeah. was the big bad and like looking back on the notes, it's like oh why didn't I piece these together? But like
1: I feel like we pieced it together. We just didn't want to jump to conclusions in case I was a red herring. Mm-hmm. Because that can happen.
0: Yeah, a, that wouldn't be a red herring. That would be a red whale. Like, I've been dropping hints on this so fucking hard. Like, if that wasn't the big boss, that's... It's a red whale, not a red herring. Right, a herring we'll is a with, very small fish compared.
1: We'll go with that.
0: Compared to the amount of hints uh, that I've been dropping. But
1: Talisman still debates on smashing it, but she decides to keep it for a while, going back to the little uh, crystal thing from inside of the Baroness. Okay. Uh, and Surefire basically needs... Like, Surefire meets up with Talisman and tells her that she basically needs to go back to the North to find the Bull of the North. And he kind of, we have to find out a little bit about Talisman's backstory in this. And that um, the Bull of the North needs a crafter, and how no one had expected her to exult when she left the council meeting, but she did. And that Surefire is her bodyguard, and Talisman is the daughter of the Bull of the North.
0: Yep, that's when uh, Talisman's uh, backstory uh, from this amnesiac uh, girl gets uh, gets revealed.
1: Yep. And we also find out that Talisman's position on the council was the negotiator.
0: It's also, um, you know, and me, Star me, was giving her you, contact. me giving you guys a, uh, a reason to go to the north.
1: Well, it literally says that uh, we need to go and see him and add to the docket, go to the north eventually. Right. And then the final thing for that day was the guy who was having all the secrets told to him, so Secret Man, ends up hanging himself. Because the whole thing with it was you get told secrets throughout the day, and it, it's just so bad that you can't bear to to keep living, he, you kill yourself.
0: Yeah, I think that someone told him the uh, the truth of what happened when Talisman had her freak out uh, during the whole visionary thing. I think that that's what ended up happening, is someone I like... Have no idea. Someone basically went up to this guy and, like, they're like, oh, yeah, we can't believe the Jala are so bad. We can't believe. And, like, someone, I don't know who, came up and just kind of went, Coliseum Gate was an inside job.
1: I don't think there's a reason to hang yourself.
0: When the god kings who tell you the truth of what all is and basically went, no, that was all the Jala. Basically admit that they're the ones who fucked up when your god comes to you and goes, Hey, buddy, I fucked up. Yeah, that might be a reason to, like, lose faith and hang yourself.
1: Maybe. I don't know. Like, I don't
0: mean to, like, say that that's, like, a thing, but that's totally a thing in Exalted. People really...
1: Look up to Exalted. People all... Uh,
0: to be fair, the the willpower, uh, the generic willpower stats for a mortal is, like, two or three. So, they don't exactly get good willpower saves
1: guess that's fair. Um, Well, so we go to day four, which is Venus Day.
0: The party day.
1: Well, we had party day, relaxing secrets day, and now party day. You had
0: prank day.
1: Prank party day. Now you have party day. Prank party masquerade day.
0: Now you have party
1: day. So there's just people fucking in the streets. And everybody's up early and drunk and whatnot.
0: You are the venus day is celebrating the 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 maiden uh venus who is the maiden of serenity whose portfolio includes fertility and offspring
1: yeah so behemoth ends up uh 10 girls and he had all of them assigned liabilities before it and all they were all mortals and only five of them die so his curse isn't entirely one-for-one, uh, one, apparently. And uh,
0: <clears throat> a lot of that was due to some uh, uh, involvement from that first person that he screwed. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm.
1: And so uh, Percival ends up having three ladies out of the harem that Digby brings him.
0: I mean, you're God King, you get a harem. It's kind of, it's kind of in the... It's in the portfolio.
1: Yeah. I don't know if I'd go with God King, God Person.
0: Uh, well, no. Percy was a God King. Uh, You were a God Queen. I was
1: saying, like, in general. God
0: God, Person, uh, Chosen of the Unconquered?
1: Yeah, we'll go with that. Uh, and... Apparently, Wayward just goes through his cult.
0: Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Uh, Sergei asked Storm out to a dinner... And, uh, after Storm goes out with him, she gives him a kiss on the cheek. Oh. Oh, wait, no. Uh, sorry. Sergei asks Storm to food after Storm goes to get a kiss on the cheek from Surefire and Talisman. Because they have a Venus. So, when you get a kiss on the cheek from each of them, you're supposed to have a good year of love. Oh, okay. So, like, she goes and gets that. She's, I think, if I remember correctly, I had her, like, awkwardly go be like, Hey, Talisman, so I've had a shitty year with, you know, stuff. Do you mind kind of indulging in that I've tradition? I
0: had a shitty year with my pretend boyfriend from the north.
1: It was not pretend boyfriend. Nobody
0: remembered Seeker. Nobody. And he wasn't
1: from the north. He was from Lookshy. No,
0: no, that's the joke is that he's your pretend boyfriend from Canada.
1: Oh. Um, yeah, and then after that happens, Sergey asked her out to, to dinner. Uh, Talisman ends up spend, spending the day in her shop working and talking with Surefire. And Delilah and Wayward end up uh, just doing it because Delilah came on to him.
0: Yeah, no. Wayward had it, a busy day. The, the ghost ends up boning the bard.
1: Wayward had a busy day. We'll just leave it at that. It's
0: weirdly important.
1: I It's very important for later stuff.
0: It's, we, it's, it's important for, like, in the next three paragraphs.
1: Yeah, you're right. It's yeah. Right it is. Oh, man, I
0: just guessed three.
1: Uh well it's important for the teasers. Yeah. Which it comes after Saturn Day, which is the fifth and final day which is uh endings for the main of endings. Uh so people are finishing up with things around town. Uh Percy gives the siege weapon to the Percy the god he's supposed to give it to. After oh, yeah. talisman reluctantly Re- built grudgingly it.
0: Grudgingly built it because Talisman does not enjoy being uh As we mentioned before, I think
1: last episode. Yep. Uh, hey talisman was a strong independent crafter that didn't need no fucking foreman
0: no that's true but well, we made a point so, of so saying... we made a point of saying that uh talisman if you had gone up and been like hey talisman can you make them this artifact uh grand diclave you've been like yeah i love making artifacts if but don't fall and asked...
1: told me for things <laughs> but don't
0: fall and told me if percy had come up and lied to you and been like, hey Talisman, can you, make, can you make me a great siege weapon to give to a friend of mine? You probably would have been like, yeah, sure
1: thing, buddy. But instead it was, hey Talisman, I promised you'd make this thing. And it was like, first of all, you're not my real dad.
0: Okay, so first of all.
1: You didn't know who your real dad was First the of time. all, when,
0: when did that when did that deal got made? Technically, and I'm going to just say this really really with the heaviest emphasis on technicality, we did have two crafters in the group.
1: Anyways, back to this. (laughs) So, the fifth day. People are finishing up things. Percy gives over the siege weapon. Uh, The townspeople have requested that all of the solar circle attend a play in the Coliseum. So, there's this play with a haggard woman that's going around town, touching people and killing them. Stuff like that. Basically. And it's basically (laughs) our adventures. And it's just a ridiculous play where they kind of got like, the what overarching is... theme of things correct, but they got you the details epi- so oh, that wrong. That
0: episode of the Avatar? Avatar The Last Airbender, yes. where they put on the fucking play, yes. but nobody really understands what's going on. Yeah, I basically did that, and I thought it was fucking hilarious.
1: Uh, but the play ends, and everybody kind of looks to the solar circle, and we're just like, yay! Great job, job guys! guys. Yeah, get honest. our kids. Fucking Christmas recital. So you do it for the best Lobster.
0: You were the best lobster. Why is there a lobster in the fucking Christmas recital? I don't
1: know. Why wouldn't there be? Good point. It was in the movie Love, actually. Okay. I don't think I've ever seen that. I'm the Christmas lobster. There was a lobster at the birth of Christ.
0: I had no idea.
1: I'm the first lobster. There were two lobsters. (laughs) I've never seen that movie. We're going to
0: have to watch this movie.
1: I've never seen this movie before.
0: I've seen it before, but I don't remember the Christmas lobster. Uh,
1: But yeah, so those were the five days of calibration. So I'm going to give some teasers out for the rest of the campaign.
0: Because I basically went, hey guys, that's the end of season one. So we're going to pan the camera away from the group and things are going to get fucking weird.
1: So teaser number one, the Red Piss Legion marches on the Bull of the North and they begin fighting. The Red Piss Legion? Yes. Yes. That you is... were in the campaign, do you not remember that being, uh... That, that uh... Is... I slept through most games. Oh.
0: Juliet, that is canonically... I, I shit you not, that is canonically the legion that Tepeda Java leads against the Bull of the North.
1: For the record. Like, exalted, canonic naming's not that great sometimes. Like, Tushy pal. That's its Christian name, remember? Listen
0: here, you do not get you do not <laughs> that. Get actually that actually
1: comes up next. That's where we go next is Mount Metagalapa. It's a
0: Yeah, no, you, you do not yell at that town for its for its given Christian name.
1: Next up, uh, west of Sunshade, there's Tremors Under Look Shy and more Warstriders are awakening. Then there's this green light every six hours as Calibration ends that's just going off above Sunshade. Which actually gets explained next session. Uh, then there's a small mountain of jade in the Dreaming Sea that eats a behemoth. Okay.
0: <laughs> you guys actually never fucking explored that.
1: Probably not.
0: I will bring that up after the Look shy tournament.
1: Okay. Uh, so, wait, Look shy tournament?
0: Yes, there's a fighting tournament. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That's right, that's right. you right. Uh, and deep in the east there's a mass of fake corpses. And in the south, an undead army. There's also an old man in a wheelchair that gets some letters. He is a water aspect dragon blooded, kind of an old soldier, which we've heard about before.
0: Yep. Uh, who who you who you mentioned before.
1: Yep.
0: I who didn't mention him, th-
1: he got brought up before.
0: He got brought up and you were like, yeah no, he's dead.
1: It I didn't not. know which route it was going Because I didn't canonically know So, I mean I knew out of character I didn't know as mm-hmm. uh, Storm um, And on the Blessed Isle uh, There is a, a particular tepid That is brought to justice for killing his father The Ebon Dragon symbol In the Regent of the Blessed Isles And then there's an Orchalco room With Death Knights And the Creation Debugging Unit There's a woman seen on the uh, throne of Jade, and she's chained up and very pregnant. And, uh, yeah, those are the teasers for uh, the campaign to follow.
0: Yep. So, a bunch of abyssals. Is that what it said? Abyssals? Or uh, something in an orange Death Death knights. Death knights. Basically abyssals. abyssals. (laughs) In an orange halcum room. With uh, the with, creation debugging with unit. With the creation debugging unit, who we know is uh, the thousand sins of death, who you guys literally just fought and we talked about yeah. last. Uh, if, I last remember, if I remember, if I
1: remember correctly, because we fucked with his intimacies, he decided to dip out of it. Yep. That's the
0: reason he becomes a thing later. A thing. A thing. Yes. Is, is
1: he the one that we just screamed? You have no dick at. Yes. That was one of them. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that was one of them. We do that a lot. Yeah, no, you guys as a, gr- well, not Christina, but any group that you're involved with, Julia, um,
1: <laughs> tends to-
0: So I recall I was. Needle re- dick. Needle dick. Needle dick.
1: Was that the dick. South campaign? Yeah.
0: No, that's me playing fucking, Ry- me running Rise of the Rune Lords and Pathfinder in my buddy's fucking garage. In the and middle of summer, in so the, middle the garage of summer, doors so open. So the garage door's open and people are just jogging by. In a
1: pleasant, like, upper, upper middle upper class, middle class neighborhood.
0: neighborhood. And I have eight fucking 20-something year olds fucking chanting needle dick at me as like a family <laughs> walks by. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I've never gotten such a weird look in my life.
1: You haven't been around me long enough that if you've got weird looks off of something simplistic like that.
0: Well, I hope to achieve greatness one day, Christina. (laughs) Needle dick. Needle dick. Needle dick. Needle. Oh. Some of the shit you guys did in Pathfinder was fantastic.
1: Well, yeah.
0: Okay. So uh, that that the entirety of calibration took us basically an entire episode.
1: Yep, I told you it probably would.
0: Yeah, I feel like that. Anytime you guys go back to the city, you guys end up taking up an entire episode.
1: Well, I warned you. I had four pages of notes, and they were detailed notes. And then
0: we also had to describe uh, what calibration what calibration was, was the finale, uh, because uh, unfortunately, that is the finale for the South. Yeah, Yeah. uh, the South Game never kind of got off the ground again after that. Uh, And then we had to uh, warn
1: people that we were drinking.
0: And we had to warn people that we were drinking. And then, uh, yeah, uh, that's an episode. (laughs) So um, thanks for listening to our drunken episode. Uh, We weren't really
1: that drunk at all. I got a
0: little tipsy. Thank you for listening to our Slightly Tipsy episode.
1: You got tipsy.
0: As Christina drank alcoholic juice. Um,
1: it's pretty much alcoholic juice.
0: You're, just, you're not working with me here, Christina. <laughs> we go, what is this, 57 minutes and you're totally working with me and now you're not working with me? This is... Ah, so bad at this.
1: Yeah, think, you are. I think she's the best at this. Get, <laughs> get, get good scrub.
0: Alright, so... Thank you, everyone, for listening to our drunken, my drunken uh, recollection of uh, calibration.
1: I can't see, but I'm shaking my head right now.
0: My drunken recollection of calibration. Is that a better? Anyway. Yeah, sure. So, we'll
1: go with your drunken please recollection. Please
0: remember. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, we wouldn't be doing this if other people besides just us weren't listening. Um, this is. A,
1: send us questions.
0: Send us questions. We love questions. We literally talk for twenty minutes about. One question last time. Yep. Um the place you can send questions to um is either on Twitter at a pair of dice lost or to the G- uh to our email, which is a pair of dice lost at gmail.com. We are happy to answer any questions. What's our favorite board game? What's our favorite movie? What's our favorite video game? What's our favorite um console? What's our favorite Whatever, just ask us any weird questions. Nerd to- shit. Nerd shit. I'm totally down to answer nerd shit.
1: Is there a specific die that we find aesthetically pleasing? Because I actually have an answer to that one. Find out next time! On! Oh, let the good dice roll! Thanks for listening, guys. Which one is it? <laughs> I'm curious now. Well, no one's ask the question. I'm asking the question. Which one do you find aesthetically pleasing? They got words? an email to find out! So if nobody else asks the question, Christina never gets her answer. Please, someone ask the question.
0: Wait, are we ending the episode here? What's going on? Thanks for
1: listening, guys. We like you. Make sure you subscribe and download. We love you. Like, comment. Particularly download.
0: Like, comment, subscribe, enjoy, consume product.
1: Okay, Brendan's Um, rambling. We're going to end this. We love you guys.
0: All right, guys. That was Brendan. This is
1: Christina. This is Julia kicking for the last little bit of it. We love you guys. Bye. Don't
0: forget, always let the good dice roll, and you got to do money to make money.